save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Oh, Brian, what have you done now? Oh, Brian, what have you done now? This is Back to the Future, the podcast. Presented by the Brad Miller Show. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, they're gonna see some serious shit. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? One point twenty one gigawatts. Hey, Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! This is a flying thing. You gotta come back with me. Where? Back to the future! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, here on BackToTheFuturePod.com. I am your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and this is the only podcast on the internet that covers the greatest film trilogy of all time, the Back to the Future film series. Today on the show, we're just continuing this amazing, amazing journey and this amazing uh, retrospective and look back at these films and uh, last week on the show we had Kevin Pike who was the special effects supervisor had a lot to do with creating um, the feel and the gags and, and, and all the amazing things in Back to the Future Part 1 including a lot to do with the circuitry and the gadgetry of the time machine we talked about what the difference between an a car b car c car is we talked about his work on jaws how he got started i mean it was an amazing amazing interview um if you haven't checked it out go back and listen to that episode right now um if you're subscribed to the podcast you hopefully you already have listened to it just an incredible show i have to thank kevin pike once again for agreeing to be on the show um but today we go from someone who worked behind the scenes on this movie to someone who is in front of the scenes, someone who is on camera. Um, Jennifer Parker is her is her character's name. Claudia Wells is her real name. Yes, Jennifer Parker, who played Marty's girlfriend on part one of Back to the Future. Um, she was replaced by Elizabeth Shue in parts two and three, and we get into that. Why was she replaced? Why did she all of a sudden just kind of get out of acting altogether? What has she been up to since Back to the Future? What does she think about the film? Who is her favorite person to work with? Where would she go if she had a time machine? Who would she meet? We answer all those questions today here on Back to the Future, the podcast. And we're going to continue coming out with amazing episodes. Um, go follow us at BTTF Pod on Twitter or Back to the Future podcast. Pod.com uh, is where you can hear all these podcasts, new one every single week. So make sure you go subscribe on iTunes, give us five stars, and we're going to keep coming with amazing content like today, our interview with Claudia Wells. So without further ado, 
let's go to that interview with Jennifer Parker, a woman who was of many man's fantasy back in 1985. And I got to talk to her about all things Back to the Future. So here she is, Miss Claudia Wells. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we are continuing our, our role of special guests, and right now I have probably one of the most special guests I've had on the show in a very long time. You might know her as Jennifer Parker from one of the greatest films of all time, Back to the Future, but you need to please welcome to the show Miss Claudia Wells. Claudia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, first off, I just want to touch on this before we do, before we say anything else. Um, I I like to look good. I like to dress up. I like wearing the suits, the tie, the whole nine yards. And I I have found out through a lot of research that you have a man a men's clothing store called Armani Wells. Is this correct? It is correct. I have the greatest men's resale shop in the whole world. I've been open since 1991 in the same location in Studio City, and I sell very high-end clothing that's all current style, perfect condition, and basically brand new at, at 60 to 90 percent less than resale, retail. See that's a, see that now you're speaking to my soul right now. This seems like this is my <laughs> this is my place that I need to be. Um, what made you want to start? Everyone loves what, my store. Once they come in, they always keep coming back. I believe it. I believe it. What made you want to start uh, a clothing store? Well, there's a lot of women's shops that you can buy really high end clothing at discount prices, but there's nothing for men. And to dress well as a man, it really does cost a lot of money, and I don't think that's fair. And I want all men to be able to look incredible and wear Armani and Versace, Canale, Xenia, Prada, Gucci, Varvedos, Dolce. I want them all to have that experience. So I decided to take it upon myself to create it. And um, it's worked out beautifully. What was and it? I'm in I ship worldwide. You ship worldwide, so anybody around the world listening to this show right now, you can get clothes from Armani Wells. I want to ask you this. What do you think is essential for every man to have in his closet? You know, I think it's more important that a man has what makes him feel good and uh, what suits his particular physical, you know, style. Um I can't, I can't make it, I mean, I, I could tell you the simplistic, a beautiful black suit, great pair of jeans, great, you know, blue button-up shirt, um, fantastic pair of shoes, but it depends on the guy. So when I'm looking at someone, I can just dress them head to toe. It just depends on what the, what the man feels, res- like, powerful in. I dress a man so that they they command respect when they walk into a room and they feel so good about themselves that they just have power. Um, That's kind of what I go for more of the vibe than a particular article of clothing. So you're fin- you're you're kind of tailoring it, no pun intended, to to the person's personality, not so much by yeah. like what's trendy and what, the event yeah. and the occasion. And I try and make a man look better than he ever thought he could look. 
I like That's that. That's kind of my goal. I like that. So this is Armani Wells, and, and the website is ArmaniWells.com? Correct. And please, so you could ship worldwide. Go to it right now. Let's check out. Let's all get dressed. We all need to feel powerful and, and command that attention and respect, like you said. Um, you also have a an amazing uh, cause, a charity called Kids in the Spotlight. You want to tell everybody about that? Kids in the Spotlight is a charity um, that was founded about five years ago, and we bring a 10-week program to foster kids in the um, in the institutions where they live, and we teach them how to write a script, how to act, how to feel good about themselves, how to work as a team, and then we film a short film that they've written, they've created, they star in, they cast. We also have celebrities in it. We bring uh, professional directors and camera crew and craft services. And then once a year, at the end of October or the first weekend of November, we have a big Oscar-type ceremony for them, and we bring them out and um, put them in beautiful clothes, and we screen their films that they've created. And... um, celebrate them and honor them and we give out awards and it's just a, a phenomenal experience for them what and was what, we, what was the motivation the well, oh, i'm sorry the website is kids in the spotlight.org kids in the spotlight.org what was the motivation for wanting to start that i actually didn't start it one of my dear girlfriends did and she was just motivated by having a heart for kids that are forgotten about and kids that you know got the raw end of the stick and wanted to find a way creatively to empower them and give them hope for a future and the ability to express themselves and turn their tragedy into triumph. Wow, that's an incredible cause. Make sure y'all go support that too. It's uh, kidsinthespotlight.org and uh, and see how you can get involved, see how you can help out in the cause. Um, if we can, though, for a minute, um, one of my favorite film of all time is Back to the Future, um, which obviously you were one of the stars in. If we can uh, speak about it briefly, I just want to know how did you? How did you? First of all, you were an actress. You had, you had done a few things, and then you get this role of 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 Jennifer Parker in Back to the Future. How did you end up getting the role in the film? Well, I actually had done about fifty different shows before that. I starred in six television series and a ton of episodics and movies of the week and school break specials and commercials and um i i got very close to getting the lead role in gremlins goonies and young sherlock holmes which were all amblin productions and i literally got down to me and one or two other girls for each role so by the time i walked into back to the future the audition when I auditioned, it was it was in front of Steven Spielberg and Bob Gale, Bob Zemeckis, Neil Canton, all the big guys, and I just walked in and said, "Hey, it's me again," because they had just not <laughs> cast me times. So um, I, I kind of had no expectations about it. I just thought I'd probably almost get it, and I got it, and it was that's how it happened. What was your reaction? Were you? Were you? I, I'm assuming you're like, yeah, finally, finally, it's not me or one other yeah, girl. Right. Finally. <laughs> and now, in hindsight, I prefer that that's the role I was cast in as opposed to any of the other ones because it's just such a, a beautiful experience having been in that movie and and the worldwide love I get from it. I'm, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was an amazing experience. Like when you were working on the film, what was kind of the feel on set? Did everyone kind of feel like it was going to be a big movie? No, no one did. None of us had any clue. It was just a really relaxed, 
light, easy, professional, great experience, but no, uh-uh. If you ask anybody who was in the movie, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Now, I, uh, I know you got to work with Michael J. Fox, obviously, who played Marty McFly, who's an incredible actor, an incredible talent. Uh, his comedic sensibilities were off the charts. What was it like for you getting to work with Michael J. Fox back in his heyday, back in 1985? It was fun. I mean, I, I was really blessed. I worked with some of the most amazing actors there are. And, you know, getting to work with Michael was lovely and wonderful. It, it wasn't something that... It was just another terrific experience to add on to the other ones I already had. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you had you had so many talents in that movie: Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Crispin Glover, yourself, Leah K. Thompson, and it was just an, an immaculate group of characters. Um, after the movie, though, you you, fit, you worked on it, and sometimes you know when you're working on a project for a long time, it, you know it feels like work, and then. Uh, by the time you see it, you know, you almost kind of forget what you were doing in the movie to begin with, you know? I mean, you kind of get caught up in all the work of it. When you saw that film, you know, on the premiere for the first time, what was going through your mind? Did you know you had an instant classic? No, I had no idea. I was nervous because I'd never seen myself on a big screen before. I'd only seen myself Mm -hmm. on a television screen. So I was just nervous. And um, then I got to watch it and enjoy it, and we all had just a great time. What was like during the filming of it? I guess what was your like, what was like your favorite? I want to say your favorite scene, but like yeah, what what was your favorite thing doing involved with the movie? Was it was it just getting to see a great mind like Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale work together and have Spielberg kind of giving his influence? What was your kind of favorite thing about working on the film? I just really I always enjoy the process of acting. Anytime I can become a character and. Uh, perform. It's always a high for me. It's always a, a pleasure for me. And, um, you know, I made incredible friends. Bob Gale and I are still great friends to this day. So I love the process of acting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you, it's just it's just to me one of those things where, like, you know, you're creating it and you, and you bond with these people over this period of time because you're working with them every day. You'll get to know each other. So you kind of probably have friendships for life after doing a film like Back to the Future. And you have the, the lovely privilege of always kind of reuniting with these people at certain um, events and comic conventions, which I know you do a lot of. Um, and I'm sure that's fun kind of seeing everybody years later, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. So you, you did the first film. It was a mass, uh, a massive hit. And then um, when it came time to do the sequels, you uh, you had to bow out of the sequels because, unfortunately, your mother was diagnosed with cancer. Um, how hard of a decision was it for you to back out of, of, of two sequels to one of the biggest movies of the decade? It was a non-decision. It just was some. It was just. It was a. Non, it wasn't. Um, it was just the way I thought it needed to be because of what was going on in my life at the time. Um, I didn't see it as a. Uh, an option one way or the other. It was just, it was just what had to happen at that point in time. Did you kind of like when the sequels came out, did you kind of stray away from them? Like you didn't really want to see them because, you know, you just kind of didn't want to see someone else uh, kind of reprising the role that you set the groundwork for? Sort of, kind of. I saw the sequels once each. So yeah, sort of, kind of. Um, I was flattered that it was Elizabeth Shue. I, I'm a fan of her work. And funny enough, she and I and Phoebe Cates were the three choices up for ba- Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, really? So yeah, y'all kind of yeah. already knew one another a little bit. I, I, I didn't know her. I knew of her. But um, 
You know, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I believe life happens the way it's meant to. No matter how that is, I think God works everything out together for good. So I, I just have to live on faith and trust that. Wow, that's incredible. Um, couple more questions, two more questions for you, and then we'll wrap this up. I wanted to ask okay. if you had, if you were able to somehow find this DeLorean time machine, get in it, go eighty-eight miles per hour. Where do you want to go and why? I want to go back in time and meet Jesus and have a conversation with him. Oh, why? But- because. I can't imagine anyone more important on earth to have ever been able to be next to and talk to and be in in the presence of. That would actually be the most incredible thing ever. You know, most people would say, you know, I'd like to go back and maybe hang out with the Rat Pack or or I'd like to go (laughs) forward in in time, see what happens. But uh, yeah, wow. Getting to talk to Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't think there's a a more influential person in the world than, you know, there ever has been than that. Wow. That's a great answer. That's great. Um, so uh, right now you're you're uh, you're you're working still. You're back in acting uh, since 2011, if I'm correct. You have any film mm-hmm. projects on the horizon? Anything you're working on right now? Or is your focus on the store and your charitable causes? Always focused on the store. Always focused on kids in the spotlight. Um, I enjoy doing a lot of traveling. Uh, that's all Back to the Future related, really. And there's different movie projects. Everyone, you know, they say they want me to star in. I believe it when it's actually taking place. <laughs> I mean, I just had someone in my store yesterday wanting me in a pilot he's doing and a movie he's doing. So I, I, I never really believe it until it's actual. Um, but I have a fan site called ClaudiaWells.com. And all my events are listed on there, and we update it weekly. And it's also where people can go to buy my clock tower shirts and um, Back to the Future pictures that I autograph, and we also ship all that worldwide. It's worldwide shipping. All events, all information in relation to me will always be on ClaudiaWells.com. That's ClaudiaWells.com. Make sure you follow her on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. And hey, fellas who are listening, Check out ArmaniWells.com. I know I'm going to go on it right now. i got to place my orders. i got to look good for Mother's Day coming up here. I'm taking my mom out to the end of the whole nine yards. So thank you so much, Claudia, for being a part of the show, and I hope to talk my to you in the pleasure. future. Thank you for having me. All right. Goodbye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. There she was, Miss Claudia Wells, Jennifer Parker from Back to the Future Part 1, an amazing interview, an amazing answer. Jesus Christ. Is the person she'd like to meet, and you know, retrospectively thinking that would be quite the the amazing guest to have on Back to the Future the podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We will be back next week. Go to our Twitter to find out all of our upcoming guests and shows, and make sure you rate us uh, five stars on iTunes. Uh, review us, give us a nice little rating, subscribe to us, most importantly, and support. Back to the Future of the Podcast. Uh, spread it to your friends, family, um, anybody who you think would enjoy listening to this retrospective on the greatest film trilogy of all time. Um, until next time, <laughs> I'm Brad Gilmore, your friend in time. We'll see you next week. Well, you're outside pouting over the car. Jennifer Parker called you twice. I don't like her, Marty. Any girl who calls up a boy is just asking for trouble. Oh, Marty, there's nothing wrong with calling a boy. I think it's terrible.
terrible. Girls chasing boys. When I was your age, I never chased a boy or called a boy or sat in a parked car with a boy. Then how am I supposed to ever meet anybody? Well, it'll just happen. Like the way I met your father. That was so stupid. Grandpa hit him with the car. It was meant to be. The Brad Gilmore Show On Demand is meant for entertainment purposes only and does not mean to infringe on any copyrights of Back to the Future, its characters, its audio clips, or its music. Hope to see you again in the future. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 